All right, we're back. Episode we don't know of After Five Podcasts. We're here with Brendan O'Sullivan. A lot of people get that wrong. Like people are like, oh, you know, do you know Brendan Sullivan? I'm like, no, I know Brendan O'Sullivan. Yeah, guy. It's the Keystone <laughs> Carpenter. Welcome. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially the apostrophe too. You know. Oh like, yeah, dude. No one knows what a, an apostrophe is. Don't throw an apostrophe at a millennial. <laughs> what is that? Space. Okay. They're like, what's the, what's the, there's an, they're like trying to pronounce it with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Just a Irish name. Yeah. So how are you making out these days, man? Uh, you know, surviving. Rona nation. Setting the scene. We're still, you know, if you listen to this in the future, we're still stuck in the quote unquote pandemic. Yeah. This is probably, I mean, some people might say it's day like 52 I would say the range is anywhere from day 52 to day 67, depending upon what your reality is. But but we're all remote, and it still sounds this good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we recorded yeah. this before the distancing. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. after the distancing was allowed to go back. No, but the truth is we have the we have the antidote. We do. We got the corona here. Oh, I forgot we're being recorded on camera, too, so I forgot that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> can't fool anyone here uh, no yeah. um yeah i'm surviving doing well um trying to stay motivated um yeah you, you probably document your life more than most on social media at the keystone carpenter right on instagram and watching you try to renovate your basement with your kids has got to be a highlight of everyone's day I do, and you know, sometimes I'm like, man, do I have too much documentation here? My kid's gonna like hate me down the road. They're, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, you got to keep the content alive. But it's, I think you're, I think you're saved. balanced from it. I think you're balanced with it. I mean, you do give like your day a lot, and like you show, you know, I mean, right now you show probably more of your like home life than like you normally would because of like that's your reality. But I don't. I mean, I think, you, yeah. like, you don't, like, there's some people that you just watch. Like, if I if I log on and I'm like, oh, man, damn, Brandon's got 90, 90 of those little tabs right here. Better sit down. <laughs> better sit some down. people, I'm just like, board. some people, I'm like, I contemplate deleting Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, I need to, like, some people's stories are so bad. My stories are probably that bad where people are probably like, oh, you know what? I just quit. <laughs> Yeah, I just quit. I can't I don't bear want to them listen to them. know that they they didn't watch my stories though. So I'm gonna just really tap through. These. Do you think Instagram no, people people do that? <laughs> people do that. Speed tap you so they can get the I, recognition. I watch my dad and my wife do it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm like caught what the you. Fuck is he saying? Got me. Keep just going. <laughs> <laughs> and then my dad will ask me questions. Hey, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, why don't you go back and watch? Why you just scroll back 13 tabs. Uh, no, but it's, uh, you know, I'm doing it to, you know, just stay sane. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm, my wife's working full time, so I got to do um, daycare. And, uh, yeah, how are you holding up? Man, it's, uh, it is challenging. I give yeah. all the props to people that stay home, moms and dads, because it is, it's no joke. It no, honestly, no everybody's throwing out all these, like, support and do donating, like, free meals to, like, nurses and doctors. What about the daycare workers, man? Yeah. It should be donating time to parents that have put in the extra effort or the daycare workers. But I think there's a gene in some people that have it and some people that don't like it. You know, I don't know about you, but like how long can most people watch their kids for that aren't used to it, right? Like you're uh, not yeah. used to You're used to working how many, you know, long 12-hour yeah. days. Yep. It's tough. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, 
daycare workers, you know, they should be getting, like you said, donations, 365, right? Yeah, I mean, they should get like, a little extra money maybe. Um, or, or they sell really well and really, and actually your kids are just in daycare like in a mass group and they just keep them fed and so they don't die and then that's it, right? <laughs> Dude, do you think like, do you think like, like, uh, what is it, like a speakeasy, like speakeasy daycares will pop up? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it'd be like, yo, be like, what you, like how'd, how'd you go back to work? Be like, be like, I don't know. I, I know a guy. Shh, shh, shh. I know a guy. I found this place. It's called Speakeasies. I'd be like, what? Speakeasies. Be like, what? It's daycare. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's don't, good. Don't tell them. Shuffling kids in like in suitcases and stuff. And yeah, it's like, like have you seen Fight in? Club? You doing the second rule? Don't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there probably is. Can you get me in? Daycares that are running illegally. Probably by the, probably the Quakers. Yeah, it's Amish. interesting. Are the, are daycares shut down too? Because I had somebody who was in the city, and they're like, "No, nah, they're uh, they're essential." And I'm like, "Oh well." No, they're not. New Mike Mike uh, who works with us. He's um, <coughs> his daycares done. I think he said until the fall. Like they had, they black and white. Mm, not until the fall, and that yeah. might even who knows. Like I mean, things are changing day to day. I think you're foolish if you say anything very concrete and like stand by it right now like oh this is what's gonna happen because like i don't think anybody nobody nobody knows no nobody knows i mean i was you know my wife was saying that oh you know this could last well you know everyone's saying what they hear on the news or whatever and it's like oh you know this whole lockdown thing could last until the fall and then you know everyone's easing up now you know 30 states or whatever i think it's hard to keep a mass of americans down like Locked down for an extended period of time. We all get anxious and we want our space. Have you, it's like, time, it's time to leave? I don't know if you go on Facebook at all, but I have found myself on the book of face way more than I need to be and way more than I normally was, like, before all of this. Because you're just like, let me check in on all these, you know, desperate cases. The, the information, like, I just go and I just watch, I just read the comments, you know? Right. And the range of opinions and facts that get thrown around on there, sometimes I'm like, oh, what? Like, you go on, like, one thing and you see it, and you're like, all right. Like, it, yeah, Americans want to come out. And then you, you know, scroll down a little bit, and it's like, Americans want to stay in. And you scroll yeah. down, and you're like, America doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy. So if you go on Facebook comments, you don't know. You it's the virus. Like, nobody knows what's truth. Nobody knows what's not truth. Nobody knows, like, really what's going on. Right, the only thing you can control is like when you decide to go back to work or not yeah. go back to work. Yeah. So what um what do you do? Like, obviously your routine just got smashed. You're probably a routine guy because you're a business owner. So you're probably I mean you get every day you got to have like you know set up and everything. What do you where do you find like success now? Like where do you find like you're watching your kids, but you're still working on your basement? Are you working on the business at all? You know, you would think like, and then watching people like you, you know, I'm like, oh man real real loser <laughs> do we feel like that when you when you when you're making the perfect like cut of tile yeah, the, the perfect trim piece and we're yeah. like man his quality is so much better than ours yeah we talk about the grass is always greener uh, grass is yeah. always it's greener amazing. it's always greener but andrew's building an empire over here and i'm sitting here like trying to you know spoon feed my kid and uh just <laughs> get through the day yeah i'm over here i'm over here building this like watching your videos it's like a mirror like we're looking back at each i'm just watching you you watching me like it's, it's pretty funny when you when you actually realize like hey, nope. we're all in it together i mean you work in people's houses so i guess it'll depend on if your clients 
are depends on what side of the fence they're on, right? If they're on the side that's like, look, like you know, okay, maybe it's bad for old people, maybe it's not. Come on in, Brandon. You have a build clean that. What if you start advertising that that thing? It's like takes out the COVID out of the Sucked air. Out Corona air. <laughs> this is my Corona eater. So they're twelve hundred bucks, but now they're five grand. Yeah, like this thing definitely takes Corona out. What do you, I mean? It might. We I mean we were talking to the well drilling guy earlier, trying to get him scheduled on a job, and he was telling John on on uh, they were conferencing. He was telling John about how he has to he's scheduling well drills right now to well for people listening or watching with their ears. We're talking about drilling wells for water, like a water well. Modern day times, you don't just have a bucket that you drop down. You have a pump system. <laughs> your guy has to do it for you. So he's booked solid because people are drilling wells for hand washing stations on their job sites. That's crazy. So people are drilling like what's like five grand to do something like that just to drill it. Depends how deep you go. They charge you by the foot, but yeah, it could be anywhere between five to eight thousand. But that's, that's going to put like so that if like they start. If, you know, who, who the powers that be, I don't know who, starts making new regulations on your business or our businesses that they start getting affected like this. Like, it, what if they start saying, like, you have to have a build clean or you have to drill a well on your, your home site to for clean water? Like, these costs and everything, like, where's that? Well, yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think. Where do we, what do we do? Where do we give the responsibility back to, like, us? I, I mean, I don't know how much, you know. Our listeners know about a construction site, but I don't think a hand washing station is going to do any different for the for the guy that's working in there, you know, itching his ass, pulling his pants up, sweating, th- throwing snot boogers all over. Like, what the hell is the hand washing station going to do? What kind of guys do you have working on your site? <laughs> the same guys that work. Are on these your my site. sites? Those are your sites too, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Yeah, Let, it's let's happened. be real. It's happened. Let's be real, right? <laughs> just, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I don't know what it's gonna Ooh. look like, but I mean, my clients right now. I mean, I I stopped in the middle of a project, like legit, probably fifty percent through. It was that big, that big master bathroom, big with master the bathroom, like two hundred square foot master bathroom, and uh, yeah, it was, it's it's big, a lot of tile, um, and uh, I was going for a little bit, kind of like. You know, initially before they're like, hey, you should just kind of take precaution. Right. And then they drop the whole, you know, stay at home for two weeks thing. And then kind of like, all right, well, see you later. Um, but now going back there, um, actually, I just texted them this past week and they said, um, you know, hey, May 1st, you know, technically it's open up. But now that you mentioned that I should probably read some of those. Yeah, those, I have no idea. Those details. I think it depends on that. Like, <coughs> I mean. Who's going to enforce it? Okay, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if we wanted to go there on the podcast. But yeah, who the hell's... They can't even enforce if you have a, a dumpster permit or a street closure permit or like... They're already spread thin and now people aren't showing up to work. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm going back. Like, you know, regardless of whether yeah. I read the... the you have to. The, the pamphlet or not, you know. And Carol Baskin <laughs> killed him. <laughs> and Brennan's going back to work. Like, these are things that are happening. Andrew said on the last podcast, and I don't know if we cut it out or not, but I'm going <laughs> to put it back in there. It might have gotten He goes, you know, what my, you know what my license to work is? I said, what, Andrew? The fucking Constitution. Yeah, there was two podcasts ago. We got in an argument that I had to cut out. We, by the way, everybody, we don't go, like, some people go live to, like, live to post. We can't do that here no. because 
liability. We get we get we get yeah. excited. Sometimes you get a little excited and you say some things. Oh, you mean that this gets edited? Oh yeah. So Brendan, that that racist comment you just made a few minutes ago, nobody's ever gonna hear that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I didn't. So I how didn't much, make any? Racist how much? Comments? No, he did. I just. <laughs> What's your average length of time of project? Like, how long do you have left on? the bathroom that you're doing now. So I would, it each project seems to be like a one-off, but right. this one, I would say had this not gone down, probably would have been, I don't know, maybe like a, a six to seven week project. Can you take, and you were what three, four weeks into it. I was, yeah, I think I was pushing four i think it was four weeks i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say that this is gonna be an eight-week project so um you stopped with what tile on the wall i stopped with uh the shower floor being tiled and maybe about half the shower or close to half the shower being done but then i got another like 150 200 square feet of floor tile to do you're gonna go back in there they're gonna have been using the the, the shower <laughs> like it's got soap scum all over it yeah i mean i think we, yeah i think we should brush we, we should def, there's definitely a lot of people that listen to this um we're up to 10 people um <laughs> it's so defeating mean, 10, yeah, no, 10, no i said i said um a few weeks ago i was like oh we have like nine but whatever and somebody actually like said something to me about it like they're like no i know that they were like correcting me and i was like it was a joke come on <laughs> ease up but i was um Brendan is definitely, of all the people I know in the remodel game, I would say you're in not only in demand, but like your quality and like what you stand by and the, the transparency that you put behind what it takes to get to that quality. And then also like you show like, okay, you have to accept these imperfections because this is, this is craftsmanship. Like this is like, you can only get it so good. It's wood. You're working with X pro like you show the whole realm so that there's like, yeah, you can get it looking this good, but this is what it takes. And then people, I think a lot of people probably doing tile or thinking about doing tile are probably like, Mm. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Do you guys know a tile guy? Because I could use one. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as you, honestly. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's. Thanks, appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I think the whole mo of my um, social media slash marketing, you know, campaign was like, how am I going to differentiate myself? And obviously, if you can show and and um, explain and you know give people why they should hire you, um, you know, that'll be, you know, to your advantage. So that was kind of like the, the start of, of why I did it. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I, it, it's one of those things where you want to, you want to sometimes take that, that shortcut and, you know, part of you is just kind of saying like, ah, you know, like, you know, you can get a little bit more money next time. Like, you know, the, the, the numbers just kind of keep going up. There's a ceiling, but like, you know, you can get a little bit more and there's going to be someone else that's willing to say, Hey, I want you. And then you can kind of like not name your price, but you can kind of name your price type of thing. Yeah. I think you've gotten to that point where your clientele is not the guy that's like, hi, this is Brendan. And, and what's your budget? And they're like, well, I wanted to do the whole kitchen for like, 12 to 15,000 like that's not your client yeah right? i mean i believe that, me i still get a lot of those oh, of course of course but i think you know, if you go to your website which i don't know what it is 
But if you go to your website, you you have a very well. Good what f- is this website? What's your website? Know. It's yeah, KeystoneHomeRemodeling.com, but for short, it's KHRHomes.com. KHRHomes.com. But when you go there, you filter a lot of the crap out. But so I would say, like people that are listening, if you're wanting to remodel anything, or you're in that space and you have a healthy budget, you can get some really nice work. Right, like you're definitely dealing with the upper, I would say the upper middle class, and I don't want to define your market, but the way I see the upper middle class to very well off people that just want that very nice kitchen, bathroom, sunroom, whatever it may be. Well, I mean, you can, yes, then like I would say, like the vast majority that would be stand true, but like you know, you always have that random person that saves up for you know they might want to save up they might follow brendan on social media for 10 years and be like you know what i saved up for 10 years i want to make sure that all this hard money i saved uh, is is make sure it's like taken care of i don't think (laughs) brendan's definitely not the guy you're rolling a dice on like you know you have that guy be like oh yeah brendan you came through but ricky came in at uh, 83 percent lower (laughs) 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 and you're like oh yeah yeah thanks thanks carol what? I really appreciate the call. At what point in your career did you realize that when someone comes back to you and says, hey, I got a guy that can do it for this, can you match him? What was like the transition point that you just said, you know what, I'm not competing with that? I want to say it was pro- I want to say it was before social media and kind of like opening up that whole sphere of information and dialogue with you know people like you guys and whatnot um because my dad did this as well and you know i've got a lot of insight from him over the years um but you know i want to say it was maybe you know halfway through or maybe a little bit before halfway through i was kind of like you know what there's no way that i can do it for this price so how long have you been in business uh since 20 2013 Okay. So, um, I don't know, what's that, seven years? Seven years of survival, congrats. Yeah, thank you. You made it over the hump. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, um, like you said, you know, now the the market or the demographic, you know, probably middle to upper middle. Um, and there are people that, you know, and it doesn't necessarily matter the type of home that you live in, but in in, in correlation to what somebody actually makes yeah um you know because they can make a ton of money and live in a really inexpensive home yeah i, I was completely generalizing <laughs> yeah yeah no, no no I, I um but to to kind of your whole point yes most of the people are not saving up for probably five years just to get their bathroom mm. done you know because they found me on instagram or something they probably already have the money and they've seen how i've been able to um portray how I can uh, differentiate just by visuals of of my work through social media. Um, so that kind of like, that takes that, ex- that, that layer off, I guess you can say, that initial layer where you're like, eh, not so sure. Let me do my uh, shopping around three bids thing and all that. Um, There's a lot of detail in your projects. Do you use a designer? Uh, I do. Or have you? I have used designers. Um and uh but not always using designer because some clients just have you know the knack for it or they maybe they don't and they just want to do it themselves uh and they're okay 
with uh, with that. But usually they defer. Like if we're not going to use a designer, um, you know, we'll kind of work together, and you know, they'll defer to me for certain things, and um, you know, I'll give my input. I'm I'm trying to not play designer though, because I know like it like I always have the the ten foot view versus like the ten thousand foot view. Mm. Um, so a lot of things that I kind of step back and look at maybe from their perspective or someone else's perspective, I'm like, okay, if I said that doesn't look good, you know, but this person likes it, I'm like, okay, well, why do they like it? Or what's their reasoning or this or that? So I, I, I'll give my input, but I will try to look at something from their point of view if we're not using a designer. Mm. Um, Cause usually if we're using a designer, like I'm, solely relying on their, not solely, I'm relying on their expertise to come up with, um, you know, a nice aesthetic. And then obviously I'll give my input for whatever adjustments that need to be make made in the field or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've found like there's different designers, but when you get a designer that goes down into the micro with you to really specify that transition detail, or really specify like exactly how they want the tile layout to go. I find it much more efficient. You want you want somebody that like you're like what we prefer is when we hire a designer. They're our design manager. They are hand. They are going to take the Hands design. On. They're going to yeah. take our plans. We're going to interact with them, and we have we do you know hold final say in things. But like we want them to like contact the client, do that. Like they we want them to make make it feel like they're like it's theirs but then you find the designer that just wants to sell stuff mm. right that they make a markup on and and i would say that that designer just wants to get to the finish line and may not take the time to like get in so it's using a designer can be really efficient and then sometimes it can be like an obstacle and i think that's a challenge like as an experienced contractor you would know you know you know the difference between the two yep but it's not as easy as someone just looking through the phone book and you know finding a designer, it's finding the right one that fits the project. That's going to be able to take the time to make it exactly what they want. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have worked with designers and who knows if, you know, they're going to listen to this or not, but I, I probably not, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to pick up 11 listeners by next week. (laughs) Um, Yo, is that Corona? Oh man. (laughs) She got me. What did he cough? Yeah. He almost coughed on there too. Oh, there he goes again. It's allergies. It's an extended it's allergy and you thing. Added out these coughs. We we made him get a doctor's note. We tested him. He had a he had a corona before we recorded. So before we t- let him I've been in, taking Zyrtec for like twelve years. Oh yeah, just as constant. Dude, you should you should start hashtagging Zyrtec. Dude, you could be that's the gonna next. Be your, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be the first sponsor on here is Zyrtec. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just somehow slip in the the DMs of Zyrtec. Just uh, be like, yo, I got Brendan. He's, he could be your spokesperson. No, I mean, I rep I rep Brendan. All the drywall dust and stuff you inhale, yeah. and all that stuff. Although one thing unique, and I think you put it to the forefront, maybe second or first, or whatever, is what's that thing called? Build clean the HEPA system that creates the negative air. In yeah, someone's house, no, it's, where, a, it's a game changer. Yeah, um, it's probably the biggest turnoff for contractors is dust control in a house you're working in is a pain in the ass. How good yeah. is it? Let's hear it. It's good. Um, 
Do you want me to like? You want me to go back to designers, or do you want to go on building? We'll, I'm so we'll, sorry. we'll wrap that. up the designer no, no, no. thing. I, I, I just, you know, I, I know there. You know, we had some thoughts he, there. Yeah, yeah. We'll show off the HEPA thing. And we'll go to the designer thing. All I right, like the designers. Well, because I think they're all kind of like interwoven a little bit here and there. But all right, well, maybe, maybe. wrap, dude. Wrap, bring it all together for us. No, so, <laughs> so I, I think to your point, what you were saying before is, you know, working with some designers that go down to the micro. Um, I have. This is no knock on any designer that I've worked with, but I have not gotten to that point yet where I've worked with somebody in terms of like, hey, this is how I want this to look. This is how I want this tile to be cut. This is how I want this trim to line up with this. And it's maybe it's like maybe that's not their job, but can it be their like job or passion to like share that same thing? They're like, I don't know how you're going to do that, but like, you know, when I draw this on CAD and then it kind of looks like that, we don't want it to look like that. Like I want to, you know, it actually to look like that, you know, um, do you I've, know what I'm kind of saying? I've had experience my, with that one time. Yeah. So my experience, I've worked with, you know, uh, designers across the whole spectrum of, of abilities from like your couch picker to like your really, really skilled, almost architect interior designer. And the biggest thing that I find is if they can't draw on AutoCAD or use computer-based design, like any sort of CAD, it's out the door. Because the most successful designer that I've worked with, um, when there was a transitionary period of time, I figured out that the transition was that the dude who was drawing all of her drawings had left her job. Mm. So she no longer had resource and having like this dude who was the guy in the office that would draw her ideas. So then everything, like all the job site communication, all like she was so on top of everything. Like she would come in and her, she would have renderings and I would hand them to my brother or whoever and everything would be like, okay, like we know what this needs to look like. Like there's yeah. no question here where that sconce needs to go. Like this needs to be built like this, everything. But once that guy was gone that couldn't draw it for her, it was, I was like, oh my God. That guy, let's call that guy. And you know what I did? You called that guy. I registered for architecture school. Oh, nice. That was your that was your motivation. I realized I realized that was the one thing being able to like design and like really pull the whole thing together that was gonna make I was like, if I can know how to do that just as well as you can, or almost as like have that like that ability to communicate, like I, I either didn't need you or I could like communicate with you on that level because oftentimes the designers communicate on like another wavelength than either we do or the client does like they have their ideas flowing and they got the colors going and like sometimes you need to just like grab them and put them in the chair and be like make it on the paper yeah i need to communicate to someone who reads papers they don't do ideas yeah i worked i worked with one designer when we did a condo down in the city and uh it was a big condo we combined two units together um Gregory was his name. I, I, I won't put his last name because we didn't get permission to use it. But Sounds like a good designer. His name's Gregory. He, he was – what made him so good was his ability to make decisions in the field, sketch in the field, and then the utmost confidence by the client in his decision-making. But, like, at, you know, we were doing things like we were wrapping doors with metal. We were, you know, doing some transitions that were unique. We were – like the backsplash was a piece of stainless steel that matched the same – metal is the wolf so we had to go source that metal so like he found that and like he was really into it and i'm sure that that correlates with the amount of money that the client can spend on the designer mm -hmm. and so they don't have to make money on wallpaper or furniture right mm -hmm. 
Like the markup stuff. Like the markup yeah. stuff. Like the lighting, all that crap. So, but he was there to like place the cup holder for the the swish dish for like the the to- you know the the br- toothbrush cup, right? Like he was in the field placing all those seams because he could see that in vision way better than like we could as the builder of like okay. This person's left-handed. They're going to use the cup on the left hand. We want the tile seam to start here. How does that correlate with this tile seam? So a lot of times we weren't installing. That was a marble bathroom. We weren't installing like full pieces. Like we were making sure that they were edited to fit that wall. And that was like a really unique experience. And I think I hold every designer I work with to that standard. And I have yet to find one that meets up to that. And it's kind yeah, of yeah. It sounds like he just took that responsibility like very to heart. Yeah, like you but, do. But, I mean, but, he does this. He's doing the same thing, it, probably it's, it's without like, a designer. It's, it's almost like if Brendan was a designer, that was that guy. It, yeah. I mean, it's. I think with everything, there's kind of like a a unicorn that we're searching for, and it's like whether they're good at doing something, you know, like you said, like the placement or the vision of everything, and like the function, and they're left-handed, and how's that going to play into the whole design versus like. Hey, like, how are you going to like cut this little thing to where it's going to line up? You know, so yeah, there's a limit. There's, I feel like there's got to be a limit. You got to be able maybe to work, not. Maybe right? you, how do you how do you draw that line for yourself? Because like it's definitely like an internal thing. Because like I think a lot of us share share that, or like I mean, a decent amount of people that watch you probably share that like internal struggle where they're like do I keep working on this piece or do I, do I draw the line at, at like what level of perfection do I draw the line at? Like what is going on here with this cell phone dude? I think, um, you can edit that out. I think, uh, you get to a point where you can become efficient at a certain task. I think to where, where you can get it to a point that, you can draw the line and it's still good. Um, now there's, a, I feel like a difference over like obsessing when the materials that you're working with aren't necessarily going to allow you to get to a certain level. And that's where a lot of time can be wasted. And I've wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and also too, where you know, not to say like, hey, is the client not going to see this or no one's going to see this? But also at the same time, too, where like, I want to produce the best possible product I can, but there's also a a good enough line, too, to where it's like, I need to start making sure the margins are there as well. Yeah, because yeah, that means survival. Yeah, but I mean, your good enough line is far above a lot of others good enough line but you can watch your struggle especially with tile because like tiles made in a factory more than likely right no one yeah. hand makes tile and the machine has tolerance right whether it's a 32nd of an inch or 64th or whatever it may be but like not every tile's done perfectly not every batch like I, I, i've watched a mix colors of tile like and if you get different tile batches with different colors right like if you went and bought and then and then if the showroom's not good at keeping batches separate and they mix them. Yeah. Then you're just kind of at the destiny of the supplier. And so like I've seen your struggles with the tile and it's, you know, most tiles coming from China or, or Spain. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's going to come from Spain or Germany. It's or, coming from America Italy. now, man. Right. 
Brennan's going to open up a tile factory. We're going to back him. In Doylestown. That, well, that, that, that's yeah. where Arabian Tile works, dude. We could reopen it like dude, Willy Wonka's oh, factory. <laughs> sell golden tickets, dude. I, that place is... We could sell golden tickets to the Moravian Tile Works, reopen that place, and there's enough money in this area to buy those tickets, dude. When they they auctioned off these, like, art horses a few years ago that yeah. you see around the area, oh. those things went... And I'd, I'd read in the paper, I'd be like, what? You spent... Well, Applebee's what? bought that horse for how much money? Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't need that. But anyway, the tile back to same the same thing. Same thing with like trim and wood, right? Most trim and wood is as fresh as it can be to be production, right? So it's got a lot of moisture in it, or it's fresh and like it'll move on you. And if you get a good trim supplier and a good product, that's a huge difference too. So a lot of like the quality of work is also like how much can the client afford to spend on certain materials and certain products. Yeah, I mean the materials definitely play a, f- a factor into it, and I've I've noticed. I won't go off on a tangent, but like I've noticed that like we're, there are products that you can spend a lot of money on or a little money on, and sometimes the the stuff that's less money is better than the stuff that's more money. So it's like yeah. it it really can be, especially with tile, it can really be kind of like hit or miss. Um, but I think the biggest thing comes down to f- to try to. Um, mitigate a lot of that like lost time and lost quality is is like obviously going into the planning and foreseeing these things happening and how to um how to you know how to work with them and work around those things and um that's even something that I still struggle with is is time lost on this stuff that I've done this enough to where you can kind of see it coming from a mile away. Um, but sometimes you get so caught up in the project that it kind of just like, you're like that came out of left field. It's like, no, it was, it was coming. It was, it was coming. So I it, definitely know what you're talking about. That's where the, when someone says, well, that job only took you three days. How come you charged X number of dollars? That's years the of experience. Is the years of experience of it not taking three days allowed you right yeah to to do so they you know that's why doctors get paid a lot of money that's a great example for sure brendan yeah. and brendan like next time somebody has any questions about your budget or anything send them over to me and i'll explain to them why you're a doctor <laughs> so, <laughs> so like how much do you pay your doctor so, so what's your what's your range for remodels like how far will you go like lo- location, like location. Why? Yeah, I, I think may- maybe people are interested. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where does Brendan work? Where, where does Brendan work? So I'm out of the Norristown area, which is zip code one nine four zero one, Pennsylvania. He's, um, he's opening up some Corona cure, and uh, I usually try not to go more than thirty to forty minutes outside of that radius. But I will not go into the city of Philadelphia, and that's because of um, just one the requirements in terms of getting like the tax and the like whatever the requirements are for the licensing and then getting the OSHA stuff and my subs don't want to get that as well. So I just, yeah, it would be like you almost went into another place to work because you'd yeah, have to set up like, a whole new thing. It's like you need a passport. You're in another country. I, I tried. I attempted. I had one client or potential client that reached out on Instagram and um, they were in um, Roxborough, which is not really the city. It's like, not that far from Norristown. Either. Oh, it's not that far from Norristown. It's you're worried about like learn learning the systems of the city. Essentially, it's not necessarily learning the systems, but like me, it just felt like 
too much of a headache when I had enough work at the time to go and get these stamps or requirements or whatever the stuff I needed to get in order to legally work there. Parking. Parking. Driving around like a moron for 30 minutes because you can't find a spot because your truck is massive. Yeah, exactly. Right? Don't run it. Don't into- project. Don't project your... No, no. This is definitely not a projection. His truck looks like a roofer's truck, and it has racks and beds and ladders and everything you can imagine on a truck. And I want to say that like, this is a good, good, good testament to Ford for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, like you go to depot, normally depot trip, maybe taking like an hour in the city, hour and a half. Yeah. It's yeah. Working in the city is not for the faint of heart. We're talking about the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. And I would say or Phil- Philadelphia. Philadelphia is probably the one city farther behind their processes than every other first class city like that we know of. Cause we did, a lot of studies when they're trying to change the plumbing code to that, you know, allow people to use PECs and get away from copper. And like when they started to dig into the studies, it realized like, look, Philadelphia really does not have its act together. Whereas other, other places in the country do and trying to, they seem like they're making good progress now. Like they're actually like paying attention. They're getting to that point. But I know, I know the pain you're talking about. It's painful to work in the city, but that's why sometimes the margins can be better there. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. Uh, I did one um, one full bathroom renovation in the city of Philadelphia, down in um, Bella Vista. So, like, the roads are super narrow. Um, it was a disaster. It was like when I first started out back in like twenty twelve or thirteen, whenever I started, um, and it was for my cousin. So we didn't get any permits, um, right. and. I mean, it's all good, but the statute of limitations has run out. And they will catch you down there. I I will not. I don't advocate to not get permits. What's your take? And maybe this is too controversial, but what's your take on like during this time of lockdown? And let's say you had to do something that was essential to the home, but it needed an inspection. Like they allowed people to finish homes if it was in 30 days of uh, someone moving in because they didn't want people like not without a house or stuck in a hotel or whatever. Right. So they did give us some leeway like to, to, to work. But I, ne- I didn't come across it, but I know some people that did, and I've heard stories like either way, like what they did. But what if what would you take beyond the hypothetical of if the inspections weren't happening, but like you had to move on in the project? Because – it's very town to town. Like some towns are working. You just call cell phones or numbers and they'll come out and do it and like and nothing. But then some towns are like completely shut down. Like they're just yeah. done. Yes. The town supersedes anything that the state was kind of right uh, saying. So it's one of those things too, where if you needed the inspection and you know that you're going to have to, get them back there to give you a CO and I don't know the technicality of where I, I know basically Pennsylvania was saying that you can't, you can only finish if you are already issued a CO. So basically what does that, what does that mean? Yeah. Like switch plates? How, how many, how many construction firms do you know that get a CO and there's like, hey, you know what? We still have like a week work of work here. Like yeah. The CO is like the finish line. Exactly. Like we got our CO. So that's We're why done making dust. We're done making noise because I guess going through it, so wait, sure, go go back there a second. Sure tangent. There, the CO. What you're saying is that like you could keep going if you if you had a CO. Yeah, they're saying that that builders actually work after COs, but when you get your CO inspection, if the inspector says, "All right, I want you to do these three four things," it's going to make dirt. It's going to make dust. It's going to 
you know, going to mess it up. And then you got to come back in and reclean. So, like, the CEO naturally falls very at the very end, even after your own punch list and all that. Because you really don't want to have to come back and re-clean. Well, I mean, I'm sure your sense. stuff is probably a little bit different because you're doing a whole entire house where it's like maybe I'm just doing yeah. a bathroom or a kitchen. So, like, but to your point, in general, yes, like, CO is going to be, like, they're literally walking through, hey, can you take your shoes off when you walk through here? Because this place is done, done type of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, I don't I, I don't know, I think, I think it'd be kind of tricky to, to move forward if... If you're, you know, I don't know, there's no drywall up or something, you know, something to where they're going to need to inspect. Um, I think that'd be tricky because then, you know, you could kind of back yourself into a corner. I would just pretty much take every photo I could and just keep going. Right? I think, ask, that's, my, I think, that's, forgiveness. I, I think that's my mentality. Yeah. I haven't run into that situation. I don't think I will. But if I did, <clears throat> I would definitely hit it that way. I don't yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't had that uh, that happen yet. So um, I guess I kind of cross that bridge when the next coronavirus comes. <laughs> but but they did say the <laughs> yeah tighten that one right there. The um, the the quote unquote waiver that I did get from from the state because I did apply for that. Mm. Um, it basically stated that uh, if your job site was not was not issued a CO. Uh, that you could not continue um, or if your job site was not in a stable uh, state. So basically you can bring your job site, um, you can stabilize it. And so then if you, you had like, stop. like crazy, like you had dangerous conditions or you had to cover the roof. Or but something. it was very vague and there's no details on stable. Like what does that mean? Like stable means there's no running water or like, so basically the job that I stopped at, um, oh, you got the pictures up there. Um was basically, you know, capped off plumbing um, and a little bit of tile on the shower, and that was it. Now, obviously, that was, I guess, obviously stable enough. Yeah, I think I think they hit remodelers unfairly. They pretty much said no remodeling work can be done. I think you could make an people. argument that everybody got hit unfairly. I think, well, yes, but I'm saying even more unfairly than most because, like, when you do new construction, it was, like, watertight, which meant a lot of things. Yeah. Does it have Tyvek or does it have siding and right. all that And we stuff. had a situation where we had Tyvek in the house. I was like, dude, let's, we got to get this thing sided. And the municipality gives us the authority, and we just did it. Yeah. Um, but they definitely had specific language in there that all remodelers had to stop. You couldn't go in people's homes if they were living there, and that was just like a cutoff. Like it wasn't even like a you're within a week or within a couple of days. Like, yeah. I don't it, know. And then they kept Wawa open without masks. That just didn't make any sense, right? That was so, that one. Yeah, went on forever. <laughs> so so like well, we, yeah, we, we can't like, go to work and in contact like one, two people all week. But you can go in a Wawa and be in some place where a thousand people were that day. Well, that that was a frustrating thing, and I kind of have conversations with myself when I'm with my kids because I mean, what else am I going to do? Yeah, I sure. think we watch some of those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I think you bring us on for them. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it was interesting. Like I I understand like not essential but i feel like a lot of um a lot of the essential things like wawa yes i understand it's a gas station and it's a convenience store um but at the same time you can get all of those essentials at a grocery store sure and like that's my point was if you didn't if the wawa didn't have a gas station it wouldn't be essential would it? What is essential about that? You can get everything you need. 
it, I, I think the people who made decisions were the same as all of us. Nobody knew. Humans. Yeah. They were humans, right? Nobody had ever been through this before. But the arbitrary manner in which they allowed some things open and allowed some things to close. Like Tom Wolf, I heard his cabinet shop was one of the first to get a waiver to stay open because he made cabinets for an essential business. If the, for those of you that don't know, Wolf Cabinetry is owned by Mayor or no Governor Governor Wolf. Wolf. So is it like, really? Yeah, yeah. Wolf wow. Cabinetry, like the outdoor cabinetry and all that. Really? So Tom, the he, stuff that I installed in my in-laws' kitchen. Correct. Wow. That's how. That's how, that. He still drives. I remember his like campaign <laughs> ad. There's like. Tom still drives to work in the same red Jeep he's been driving for 15 years, and it has him pulling up to like the thing. Yeah. And he's like and a so he got Jeep himself a waiver. Wow. And so he was one of the first, but then it was like... Convenient. Convenient. So I just think a lot of things are going to come out of this that we all tried. I think we all had to give each other grace. and yeah. It was tricky, too, yeah. like because they were trying to make these... Guidelines over a very very and short period of time, knew. and no yeah, one it really was like knew. a two week like, period where every day different things would change. So like, I, there is definitely grace. And I just hope America can just be like, okay, it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's try to figure this fuck out. Let's try to stay yeah. local, yep. support our local businesses, which is you know why we are doing what we're doing, trying to have local people on to where you know maybe you book a remodel job out of this podcast or hopefully a kitchen. Hopefully, Hopefully a, kitchen. a kitchen. Hopefully a kitchen. Not a bathroom. Brandon has done like 10 bathrooms in a row. What? He's ready <laughs> for a kitchen. A kitchen. Next He's ready for a kitchen. Yeah, Brendan is a... It's like in karate. You know? You throw enough front kicks, you move up. Well, Brendan's thrown all the... Every move there is. And we're... I, I hope so I hope somebody watches this and like somebody calls him this week and they're just like, we have been waiting to do our kitchen, but we haven't found the right human being. <laughs> We want you. I feel like I've done too many like of the same like button mashing of the same thing, hitting bathrooms, and then I'm gonna get to like a kitchen or basement and be like new opponent, and I don't even know what to do, and they just, it just <laughs> it's gonna be all new content. <laughs> that was gonna be good. I think the yeah, it's been a while since you did the kitchen, but yeah, I guess you're so good at the bathrooms. You just, You've you got know. one coming up though, don't you? I do, I do. Fortunately, I just applied or I submitted permits. I got approved mm. in uh, Bridgeport Township or Borough, and uh, wow, Bridgeport, huh? Yeah. Interesting borough. Yeah, right across the river from Norristown. So they're like brother and sister. Yeah, I know a lot of development up and coming in Bridgeport. I think it's a lot a, of development there. As good as good as Conshohocken did. Uh um, Brid- Bridgeport might have messed up worse than Norristown as a city, but it seems like they're coming out of it. They got good city council now. Yeah. Borough council, it's it's, you it's it. interesting because I've done work I've done work in Bridgeport over the past year at this is the same client that I'm doing like the kitchen for that I did uh a few projects for. And uh it seems like they have development but then it kind of stops and then like it just doesn't seem like it has gone as well as it could have. We interact on like we're, we're not like big big developers but like we we interact with some politicians and some local people and other developers and like you definitely do get a vibe for what townships or towns or cities want business there yeah because they make it really easy for you to build you, you you call them up and you're like hey i got this land it's zoned to type away but i was thinking of building this flex office space and they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, come, yeah, we we we'll want, we out. need that, we need that. We'll help you out. We'll figure it out. We'll get it figured out. We'll make the building look 
old and rustic. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. It's rezoned. No problem. Then you go to other places that need the local business so bad for the tax revenue or whatever. They're just, just to support their local populace. And they're like, don't want you. And you're like, uh, they'll be this like, is good for you. You got to do this. So you do that. Like, oh yeah, it's very clear they you just don't want you to come. Steps back. You got to go yeah. back. Yeah, you do well, that, and you're like, oh, but you forgot to do this. Go back again, and it's it's like I just want to create places for people to go to work and have jobs to pay tax. Like I don't understand. Like I can understand when they're like, like that mansion on uh, Bristol Road or Alms House Road. That the, big one that's the like Russian oligarch. You, look, you drive past and you're like, you don't have a single goddamn tree, but you have an indoor basketball court. Yeah, somehow what? this thing got approved. What? And it's like next to like a like a, a neighborhood full of like split level houses, and you're like, and then next to like a landscape nursery, and you're like, who the hell approved this monstrosity? And it like it doesn't make any sense. And you didn't even make them like put it behind a tree. Like you didn't make them plant behind, one tree. It's behind a ten foot fence. Yeah, but there ain't. There's not one. They've tree. They've got a perimeter fence and probably some Dobermans, but not no no trees. I was thinking about this. I think today or yesterday, because I think constitutionality, if that's a word, has come up a lot. We'll, are we we'll sure? Allow it. Are are you sure it's constitutional? For your local municipality to tell you how you can, what you can do on your land. It just doesn't seem like in core they can say like, if I had a 10 acre farm and I wanted to put a house here and it was built to code and a barn here and a barn there and a barn there and a barn there and, a, and whatever and everything was built to code, it was safe. Why can they tell you like how much impervious you can do and all that? Like I've never well, understood that. Nobody can answer that. They just say, well, that's the, that's the state, science the state job. law science yeah i mean i guess it's, it's like it's what just the runoff and the but is the that i know but that. is that is that constitutional like does that follow the because states constitutions do have to i i don't do state constitutions have to follow the like bill of rights well i guess what you could say is if you wanted to make the argument and run that shit up the flagpole i'm not rich enough for that. you could do it and maybe you would get somewhere. Like maybe if you wanted to build your barn and All you right. wanted to host a swingers club in Bucks County and they were like, to no swingers clubs. Our listeners out there. John wants to join a swingers club and he can't. Find I it. want to fund a GoFundMe. We're going to need some cash. And we're going to want to do something on a piece of property. We're just going to have to go challenge the constitutionality of these stupid regulations. You know what I think we could get a GoFundMe going for? We built a house on a on a fifteen acre piece of land, and they're worried about the rainwater. It's got fifteen acres <laughs> to go somewhere. Fifteen acres. It had its own natural water resources. It had its own, st- and they made us put like a ninety thousand dollar rain garden on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it had a running spring like, through the what property. Is the still point is this, and it still was always full of water. And it was like, dude, that is a complete waste of money. Ninety thousand of someone's hard earned dollars went to that. Stupid rain garden that has to be unconstitutional. Like, it, it fucking pisses me off, dude. You know what it is? It makes me want to go build down south, honestly. Because, like, down south, they're like, yeah, man, it's good, man. We have all sand down here. Like, the rain's going to do what it is. Don't don't keep the dirt on your site. That's the law. I didn't know he was going to get this emotional. I got, no, I'm, it's, I'm it, when you were going with that, it was, it was interesting because, obviously, you brought up a specific situation. But the, where, I have hundreds of them. Well, it's, yeah, where, you know, you're talking about large plots of land where – I'm at or where Bridgeport is yeah, you're and real. you're literally in a concrete jungle. So it's like, 
impervious what's impervious yeah. you know so impervious now is convenient because they want to control the density of the population so that they still get elected into office i think like, i think the whole system is fucked up i think there's a um, a mosquito illuminati they just want the rain gardens for more mosquitoes because that's what really comes from those things if you don't if you don't maintain a rain garden properly, it just becomes a mess. Oh man, the bugs on those properties! I honestly, they could lift a small. Tell you what a rain could, garden looks like? They could lift a small child away. Oh, I'm sure. Well, rain gardens basically what happens is for those of us listening or watching with your ears, you have the rain hit your roof, it goes into your gutters, it runs down the gutters, and then it goes into the ground and it just disappears into magic thin air, right? Exactly. That was pre-98? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. late 90s. So what happened was some genius was like studying a, aquifers. A lobbyist to this, an engineer lobbyist to the state legislator. Well, yeah, exactly. Came out and said, hey, across a lot of the nation, specifically Pennsylvania and these counties, Bucks County, <laughs> literally came down like the people that got hit in the country were like bucks county, bucks county dude. um they want to maintain that the water from your roof that runs in stays on the property it doesn't run into the street into because like everybody back before the 90s when they were erecting levitt town it was just like get the water from your house down the gutters into the driveway down the street into the drain out to the delaware into the ocean and that caused all these like it, it apparently caused all these eco catastrophes because <laughs> they they start making they they invented a whole new thing where we have to create like a mini pond on people's properties. So it's like, oh, you want to build four houses on this lot? You need a lake. You need to build a lake. And it's like, well, you need to. How much is that? It's like ninety grand. It's like, well, it's no longer. We can no longer build these houses and make money because Tough we shit. have to build this. And they're just like, well ecosystems and it's like but we're in the middle of the woods where's the water going there's no street we we're on dirt roads back here like there's not like i could understand if you were in levitt town and they yeah. and you wanted to build a patio yeah they'd be concerned about where the water was going but we're in the middle of almost bumblefuck See, that's it's not quite with, there it's like almost bumblefuck and so like that's the problem with legend like with the way them trying to regulate is they take a Good idea of, oh, yes, we don't want to pollute the rivers. We're going to control the rainwater. We're going to control this. It they, sounds science, it but seems, it's just over-exercise. It's, yeah, it's but then they, they create all these regulations, and then to 90%, it doesn't matter and apply because they, they're worried about concentrated water and all that. It's like, dude, you got 15 acres to figure it out, and if it becomes a problem later down the road, like you're infringing on someone else's property or you're infringing on the water, you got to fix it. Like, I don't know. It gives me boiled... Because it just it just goes against what I believe is your right to do what you want on your property. And let's say you were a 60, 70-year-old farmer that had 30 acres and he had dreams of having all five of his ki grandkids live on his property. And then they're like, sorry, sir, you served our country. Oh, he served the country now. You he didn't worked say for the, that. No, no, he worked for the Postal Service. He was a volunteer fireman. He triple-dipped his pension. Sorry, sir, you can only build one fucking house for 30 acres. <laughs> nice to know you. Hey, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, Does that sound like that? that's the country that guy fought for? I, I mean, know. yeah, you know how I feel about the Constitution. Brendan's going back to work America. this... Yeah, he's going back to work because of the Constitution says so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back... Well, I'm not going back to work on Friday, though. Tomorrow, like no. most people are able to. 
Why did they do one? You can start on a Friday. <laughs> why did they do May? Why did they just pick like May 4th? You yeah, know what? Can you start on, Friday? Oh, start on Friday? Oh, nobody ever starts like a job on a Friday. That's like going school on, on a Friday. Yeah. It's like, why? Just the next that's how you, That's how you know these these people or whomever are making these decisions have their heads so far up their asses. Because when they pick the date, they're like, let's pick a nice good date. May 1st. Oh, we didn't and even look like, at the calendar. It's like, oh, shit, is like, dude. Guys, it's a Friday. That's like, nobody's fun. working. And it's supposed to be nice out. So. How many people... Dude, but here, here's a better question. <laughs> here's a better question, though. How many people How many people are going to, like, you know, start calling up all their staff and they'll be like, you guys you guys ready to get going on Friday? Be like, well, boss, it's... Uh, it's Friday. It's, it's the Friday. weekend. I usually don't be work like, on Fridays anyway. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You've been off work for five weeks. We're starting. Be like... Boss, it's Saturday. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, Saturday. We'll see you on Monday, like like normal. Be like, well, uh, it's Corona Nation. We start on Saturday. Saturday, or you don't have a job like the rest of them. Well, lucky know. for me, I get to go back on the tenth. So, yeah, have you checked in with your boss? Uh, I have not. Dang. He's he's kind of lost motivation, and uh, yeah. he really doesn't want to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What um? What do you like? Oh, like other than like the social media, you do like Instagram, and you probably get some work from that. I would assume. Like, how many followers do you have? Seventeen, eighteen thousand, something like that. Uh, just over twenty thousand now. Okay. What? At what point did you start seeing like leads from followers? Like, like how many followers for those that are trying to build a following? At what point did it make a difference? Do you think? I definitely got some leads uh, early on. That didn't materialize, but I'm trying to remember the first Instagram client. Um, and I would say that was maybe a few thousand followers, maybe 5,000. Okay. Um, so it definitely was was worth maintaining because um, people would, you know, kind of just start coming out of the woodwork like, hey, like, been following you, or some people – don't say that um, <laughs> and just inquire and then they kind of secretly stalk. Um, well, what I like about Instagram is you can tell who watches the stories. Um, but like if you had a, if you have a client that's been watching for like some time and like you can't, you can help like answer their questions that they have through like actual work. You know what I mean? Like if they yes. have questions like, and like, I think that's a powerful tool that Instagram has. <laughs> Yeah, the um, this is what happens when you always bring up your ex girlfriends, John. That's that's why I I do. I got I got a, I got a loopy. I'll... Um, no, but it, it, you're right. It is a good way for for me to answer questions without having to actually answer type, questions. Type that long ass email that no one's supposed to type. Yeah, so it's it's better though. Like you know, I will walk them through the process and kind of explain everything. Obviously, it's you know. It's an icebreaker for them. And, yeah. um, you know, and kind of I use my business profile as a business and personal. And I know people have gone to switching to that because it could adversely affect them. And mm. I would say that it it potentially has adversely affected leads or potential work. Um, but nothing that has caused me to, you know, everything is dried up and I have no work. I went the opposite route. Yeah. I was in the boat of like, I need to keep everything to myself. And then this guy over here poked the bull and was like, no, nah, 
No, we need more authenticity. We need more transparency. We need less. We need you need to be you. So I would like do things, and he'd be like, "Mm -mm, "More you," (laughs) and I'd be like, "He'd be like, remake that video, be truthful." He'd be in the background, be truthful. No, I think (laughs) I from what I my anecdotal 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 evidence would suggest that the feedback I get is people like that personal side. Because they can relate. Yes. Right. And I, the idea that businesses hide behind the business now with society going the way it is with transparency and social media is will continue to gravitate towards more personal, more local. I mean, to be honest, whether you build homes or you remodel, people are spending so much cash of their hard-earned dollars or their future bank loan dollars with you. If they don't know you and like you as a person, like it's a it's a disadvantage. When we when we started kicking around the idea of having a podcast, it would come and go. It would like it was like a like little whimsical. It was like a unicorn cloud. Not only was it a unicorn, but it was also a cloud. And it would come in, and we'd be like, nah, and it would blow away. And then it'd come in, and ultimately, what we settled on were like, well, we should do a podcast because the more transparent we are in our language, our conversations, or whatever the better response we get back and the Instagram and the stories and everything like that are just like these quick little like, wham, 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 wham. Yeah. And like to the extent you go, which is a decent amount, like it takes discipline and work. You get to know you if you watch over the course of the time. But I was like, how do we get people on the show, promote people or promote ourselves and do it like in an an open, more open format with video or, whatever and i was like dude we have to do a podcast because like the podcast is like the next it's the next leap from the stories in my opinion is how i sold john on all this equipment yeah yeah no i think it's it's a great idea because like you said you know there's some people that take the approach of you know this is going to be you know just strictly business they have enough business they don't need to cross over like what not saying that you don't or i don't or whatever but like it just kind of or the type of personality are maybe some people are just like they're private and they don't want to, you know, have any of that. And that's totally fine. Um, but I think, you know, people watching do to a certain extent, enjoy that blend because, you know, you have a, a, with social media, you have such an, uh, um, you know, an array, uh, you know, vast array of followers, you know, you could have, you know, stay-at-home moms to contractors to just whomever that... You, you got know, any Russian bots? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> 100%. Um, that, like, you know, the little bit of mixing of content kind of, like, whets everyone's appetite, I guess, give or take. I think what you're saying, like, to, to like, spin off what you're saying is, like, the reason I switched my Instagram presence from, like, being very businessy to very to like actually like I changed my name like it's me like I like I am revival built was that like it was two reasons and it took a long time to put it together was one business I'm not buying a business I'm not buying your business I'm not hiring a business I'm hiring a person yeah you know what I'm saying and unless and like when I was buying stuff and like we spend a lot of money on like materials with subcontractors like I want to know you I want to be able to, like, where you eat breakfast in the morning, I might need to know that someday. 
<laughs> like, where are you going on vacation? Like, I want to connect. Like, I want to know. Like, we're friends. Like, a lot of the people we work with, we end up, like, we get in these aggressive conversations and, like, things get heated or, like, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, dude, I still love you. It's like, I hate you, but I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, no big deal. It's, like, more of a yeah. family. And then the other thing that was happening was I was so discouraged, and I said this the other day. He even messaged me. was like, everybody on Instagram was so perfect. And I wanted to break out into Instagram. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I don't have the cool jobs. I don't have, I have commercial work. I have car crash into a store every now and then. Like, I got something here. But, like, there's not, I got n no cool cabinetry. I have no under cabinet lighting at this. Like, they got nothing to go on. And then I realized, I was like, well, if I just go against the grain and just show everybody completely what's going on, nobody else is really doing that what's the worst that could happen? So I sent, I started to like leak it out over time mm -hmm. mainly because like it was the only thing that I could see was differentiate was, was an opportunity. Cause you have to exploit, like you have to go where people aren't. And yeah. when I started in Instagram, everybody was in perfection land and, and like they kind of still are. Yeah. But you like somehow I find Brendan, I'm like, dude, this guy's in perfection land with his craft but he's in imperfection land because he's a goddamn human, and that's what people actually want to see. People want to know that, like, like when they when you're looking at someone and you're like, "There's it's too perfect." What what's wrong with you? And then you find yeah. people just trying to find things wrong with you. Yeah, that's being a celebrity. It's like you I, might not uh, even have it. They're trying to find it, but like, I, be transparent. You'll find more success. I, I think connecting. unless you're like once you re reach a certain level of business building or whatever the only differentiation we have is us right so if we don't sell us and no you know like what's the difference between us and the 65 year old builder that's been building his own way for 30 years same siding same bricks same, same siding same bricks same kitchen same fan like what's the difference for us is the people the process um and i think most of our clientele definitely enjoy that that's my next Instagram post. Whatever photo I put up there, I'm just gonna say the difference. I'll take a. I'll take you a good home, one tomorrow. Home builder to home builder is the people. Yeah, and I'm gonna post a picture of you gazing over the sheep. Is your headshot? We haven't used that picture yet. We haven't have used that picture. It's oh, coming. I totally forgot it's about this picture. picture. Oh damn! Shelf yeah. that. Wait, the sheep grazing. Well, yeah, we just we we were bored a few weeks ago when I was gazing off majestically at some sheep. And the paparazzi that follows me everywhere now because I'm famous and I have a podcast and a YouTube channel. <laughs> you may not want to show everyone where you're going to breakfast if the thing blows up and you got, you know, paparazzi following you. You want, you want to hear straight facts, Brendan? Sure. I don't eat breakfast. I practice intermittent fasting. Oh, it's because you wake up at 419 <laughs> every day. And he considers lunch like 10 a.m. It's 11. <laughs> I'll get done eating breakfast. It'll be like, you know, 8, 830. And Andrew's like, you want to go to lunch? <laughs> That's Dude, Dude now. 9 a.m. 11 a.m. I'm having my second cup of coffee and having my bagel. Well, now it is, yeah. Now with the kids. Dude. No, I, I still wake up early, but early-ish. You don't have to lie. Yeah, he jumped. Brendan, Brendan was throwing down push-ups and pull-ups the other day. Yeah, man. I was like, got to start doing that because I feel like I'm like ready just to go into retirement mode. Wasting away. Have you had any injuries like heal up since you... Staying home for like this, like couple weeks, four weeks. I haven't had anything like I've had stuff work related that has been like, ooh, that's like a little twinge. It kind of hurts here mm. and there. We call that getting old. Yeah, I haven't had any of those recently. So on my last job, I have nothing to to have to heal up. 
Nice. But I do have some stuff every now and then that creeps up. But yeah. What do you, so like, I look at like a lot of what you do and your knowledge and everything. And, you know, you've got some young kids, but you're not, you know, you're not hiring them as apprentices anytime soon. Do you have any like desire to like pass on what you know to anybody? Or like, is that like, how do you, like, what is, what's that like for you? You know, I think I just need to, um, I think I need to get people like on staff as well before like, because I've been solo like pretty much my whole entire career, except for one, one, uh, client that I, or one, uh, em- employee that I had, uh, last year that they ended up leaving for their own reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that I have kids, you know, I would like to pass something on, but obviously, like you said, clearly that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Your, um, your daughter seems handy, but her painting skills are shit. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old is she? She's two and a half. <laughs> she, Hit them down. Dude, she was rolling the one part of the wall. She put like 10 coats on it, and the other one had like half a coat on it. Luckily, <laughs> Brendan caught it. It would have been a closet catastrophe. Uh, <laughs> no, but I would like to, you know, I would like to grow it to where like I maybe not like pass it on, but like, but pass on responsibility and pass on like, you know, what I'm doing every day just because it's, uh, is that the next step is to like try and scale it the model uh, in terms of scale like i i don't see i've never gone more than one employee so like mm. when you say scale it's like you know that can be interpreted you know or can be whatever it you know scale that person wants to interpret it as um but for me if you want to put actual like numbers on it like i personally you know, if I'm going to be tool belt on, I don't want to be, nor do I think I could afford more than two employees because that means in order to afford more employees, I need to either hire somebody to get more work or I need to go out there and get more work. Um, I do enjoy what I do physically. So, um, you know, that, that means that I would have to, I feel like give up a little bit of the hands-on stuff to facilitate the scale and the growth of something um, in terms of like more people. Um, Now the types of projects can also be scale and growth and this and that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's definitely a conversation that I feel like people have a lot that, that is uh, there's really no like good answer to it or good kind of, it's, it's really, Per basin. Yeah, you got to make it work for you. Scaling's tough. Yeah, yeah. you got. I mean, there's no reason to scale if there's no reason to scale. I think a lot of people, and I've actually messaged a few. You know who you are if you're listening, and I'm. Yeah, you know who you are. You know who you are. Stop hiring employees right now. I I, I don't know. Who you Probably are. not the best move. To hire. There there are a few young bucks out there, either younger in human years or younger in business. That I've just kind of messaged and been like, they're like, hey, we're hiring, you know, like we're gonna, we're hiring. We got, we're doing all these estimates. Like we're, we're back up May first. Like we're going full board. Like all this, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You need to, you need to slow down. You need to go back to work and work the pace that you were working. Don't try and speed up and catch up to this because you're not gonna. 
Yeah. You're just going to tire yourself out and burn out. And then you're going to hire a bunch of people. You should be working in your business still just like you were and saving up as much money as you can right now. Yeah, because for a lot of these, because like the people I'm talking to, like, oh, we need we need hands on deck. I need to hire like two, three guys. And I'm like, look, like one blow, one one storm to the east or west, and like your business is gonna fall. Like you're still very young. Don't be afraid to work in the business. I would I cannibalize so many good years of like what I had in front of me trying to be big instead of just like putting in the hours every day. And then, like, once I got that in and it was just, like, me and my brother and, like, me and my, like, just a few of us on the site, like, four guys maximum, we were getting real work done and we were getting things processed out and high-quality stuff that we were making more and more money for that it clicked to me. I'm like, look, like, you have to be in, you have to be a part of the business. You cannot be, like, you cannot be this absentee scale boss. Yeah. Is what I like to call them. They're the scale boss. I own three businesses. Like everybody. Honestly, I'm probably a scale boss. People are looking at me like, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> just, just, just projected. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's the guys that like, it's just like they want, and we've all either worked for them or worked alongside them or have the subcontractor that like every time you call them, you like, you hear their kids in the background. You're like, hey, I thought we were meeting in an hour. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fighting the kid off and they're like, so and so is going to meet you. And it's like, well, so and so's not like you own the company like that you're paying him ten dollars an hour to yeah. make calls like i need you here yeah. and then you realize like next thing you know that guy's always like oh man i need them like when it comes to invoice day he like sends his invoice the night before and he's there the next morning and be like dude i really need that check and it's like well you just made the last four weeks of a two-week job a nightmare to deal with your company and now you want me to go the extra mile for you like i wanted to love before but you wanted you wanted to just keep hiring people and hang out at home like you know doing whatever like it happens a lot like you know it does like people and they and some people hide it and i don't mind it as much when people are like hey i'm i'm this is what i'm doing this is how i run things this is what i do but it's the guy that's like lying to you that he's like coasting around all day i think it's i think this also comes back to like your personal work life like if a client calls you or someone else calls you you're like look man like you know me personally, you know, I have kids or, or, you know, like Andrew likes to exercise a lot and like, you just got to respect that time. So I think that's where like the benefit of the personal slash business life comes in is people can understand when you are doing personal things. Cause we're not just robots out there, but no, I mean, we, well, yeah, there's like, I'm talking about like when I bother yeah. you between the hours of eight yeah. to four, maybe well, five, yeah, I mean, we, we experience, you know, we are, it's Andrew and I like, I had a home building business. Andrew had a home building business. We combined forces. Um, we, you know, we work through a lot of like logistical things. And, you know, as we go through this transition of like, okay, can we set up a system to where we can grow this? And, you know, just talking about us, it's like, there are a lot of road bumps along the way. It's not as easy as like we thought it would be. I think neither one of us thought it, I think we thought it would be hard. I don't think there are some other road bumps we didn't expect, but, you know, <laughs> thankfully the, coronavirus. Yeah, the, thankfully the coronavirus right. happened actually because it allowed us to get some things right with our system. So it was a get. We made it a gift. We made it a gift, and maybe that's just us. But and we're not perfect. But you know, like we went out on site today and spent some time in some of the you know projects and stuff. Like as we're getting ramped back up and going, and we noticed like there's a bunch of stuff that needs to get done before sheetrock on Monday. So like we'll have a transparent moment here. We found some things that we missed yeah and we would have caught probably if we weren't like 
hiding from hiding from the virus and now we're trying to get ramped back up and we're running into things that we could have dealt with weeks ago but we didn't see them because we were trying like but we were trying to be like conscious to like not going out as much or seeing people or doing all that you know we're dealing with some you know some honest things today and we had a little you know yeah no it was upsetting yeah definitely was bad but uh i was more mad at myself than anything so i you know you gotta just hold yourself yeah, I think you hold yourself at an uh, accountability accountability level that you know is is very relatable. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I mean, it, it's I love you. I I think it's easy to fall into, and I'm experiencing this right now. So, um, I think it's easy, like you said, like you're gonna look to hire and uh, you know do as stuff as fast as you can to play catch up, but you're you're Yes, you need to play a little bit of catch up. But like, we're never gonna. You're not gonna get six, seven, eight weeks back. It's not gonna happen. One that's gonna affect your quality. You're not just gonna hire ten guys and you're gonna. It's gonna be an HGTV show and you're gonna be like, you know, you've made the deadline. Um, <laughs> Twenty four hour complete <laughs> home renovation. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't want to live in that house. No, definitely not. Um, but you know, at the same time, I think it's. It's okay, but I think the biggest struggle for me is not necessarily. I think what it comes down to is is the schedule. I think that's what really eats away at everybody. Obviously, the whole thing we were just talking about is is playing catch up. The schedule of trying to like please the next client, like because if I'm already in on a job, like the client knows what's going on, they understand like the hiccups and the snags and this and that and like, hey, we discussed this change in the tile and blah, 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 blah. So it's going to be a little bit more time and whatever. And, um, you know, as long as like you're not like, you know, it's not their only bathroom and, you know. <laughs> We've all been there. Or, or, or their, you know, whatever it is. Um, you're trying to kind of keep the other clients at bay, I guess. And, and uh you know, though I'm communicating or though somebody might be communicating, it's still like, you know, it's still dragging out. You don't want to lose the job, but you want to be honest, but you want to like give them a time. Like, yeah, there's a struggle there because if you give them like there's a truth, there's the absolute truth. And then there's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You hope for the best. You give them the hope for the best number or the hope for the best time. Something happens, and then that time gets drug on and drug on, and you don't mean to change the time, but it happens. Like, it what happens. kind of it's spread happened. do you give people? Like a week spread, two weeks spread, or is it job by job? Um, you mean for start dates? No, is it like so? Like, if you say a job, like the job you're on, you said was like a six or seven week job. Yeah. Now, do you tell them like, hey, it could be eight weeks? So you know, when you get to week seven, it seems like a win. Or do you tell them it's like six weeks, and you get to week six, and it turns into eight, and they hate you? It's usually always over the time frame that I give them, but I haven't gotten anyone who has like um, showed that they have hated me through their body language or tone yet. So. Well, that's because I think you one, you're clean, like you're you're don't make them when you make a mess like your whole job site like the way you clean up and everything like takes extra effort so i think that probably adds to your timelines and then the way yep. the, you your craft also so like ultimately like you can kind of leave it with the customer and be like yeah i did take a little bit longer but like this bathroom's forever 
and yeah. it's amazing. So like when you're showering and enjoying it tomorrow morning, you're going to be smiling thinking about me instead of being like, oh, it took two weeks extra and it looks like shit. Yeah. I hate you now. <laughs> no, exactly. So maybe you, you get away with it because like you deliver such a product that you don't necessarily like. So far, I feel like I have been able to do that. Mm. And, uh, but so to answer your question, like the spread, I would say is usually like plus or minus two weeks. Okay. Um, which on a bathroom is pretty good. So if I say the max is going to take like eight weeks and it takes 10, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. And that's Monday through Friday type. That's Monday through Friday. And that's like usually 10 hours a day and an occasional Saturday thrown in there. Mm. Um, I try not to anymore though. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's the hardest part is not, um, is, is trying to be transparent, but also like juggling everything at the same time. Um, so that one also you're, you're doing, um, you know, a social media page as well. So you're trying to like be transparent, but like, Grow Customer, the business. Customers are watching and this and that. And like I've, to be honest, like I've had clients that I've met with them over a year ago and we're still like, we're still waiting to start their project. And I feel like, you know, I, I did lose a, um, an employee and then, you know, there were things like jobs took longer and it's kind of compounded. And I'm like, man, why haven't they fired me yet? You know, and it's like, you know, now is everything like, you know, on edge or you're stepping on eggshells here. Like, are they going to pull the plug on this anytime soon? It's like, I, I don't know. But, um, so that's what gives me the most anxiety and the most stress is pleasing the is future, pleasing the future client, pleasing the client, like the current client. But usually once they see progress and they can like step into the job, they're kind of like, yeah, they can well, you, you already can understand the schedule. Yeah, yeah. You already have that fish in the boat. And yeah. unless it's like a, a, there's a hole in your boat, you're not going to lose it. No, but yeah. like the one that you still have on the hook, like he's, he's, you know, like you got to make sure that like you're pulling it in. Like there's a lot of moving parts there when you're a one man show, you got to play, you got to wear all the hats. Yeah. I mean, and I have a client now that like the one that I said, I'm, or the future one that I'm doing a kitchen for, um, I did their bathroom and, uh, I did, um, you know, a portico for them and, um, you know, this kitchen project was kind of like a, Hey, a 20, a 2020 project, kind of like a loose 2020. And then right. end of, you know, 2019 we started, or maybe it was middle of 2019. We started talking about like, Hey, the kitchen. All right, let's, let's kind of start talking about the kitchen. And then, and then it kind of got to like end of the year or fall and like, Hey, like what about sometime in the new year? And I'm like, yeah, I think that, that would kind of work here, you know? And then, and then I, you know, basically two jobs before them, I was saying, yeah, okay, like new year-ish, give or take, January, February. March, and then, April. And legit now I just emailed them back saying like, hey, listen, like I can't go back to work on Friday. So like I, I, I know that's only a week, but a week can you can get a decent amount done. Um, I'm probably looking like end of May, early June. and So they're the next project they're the next project and um so we went from like like hey let's talk about january to now we're looking at june like six months mm. and like is that like a major is that common that like things move that much or not not really i would say it is 
for me, it's plus or minus a couple months, which I know is just like absolutely crazy for some people in terms mm. of like doing say a single project, like a bathroom or a kitchen. It's like, how can you be that far? Yeah. Off but your if schedule? you add a week to each project, like that's a month right there. Right. Or almost a month. Like if you do three projects a three week, like, yeah. Hmm. As long as you have a solution of like, this is why I think the expect this date's going to be here. I think, like you said, once they can understand what's happening in the process, so the more transparent you can be with the actual process itself. And, you know, we let our clients understand that process. If they want to get on a micro level, we let them, or if they want to stay at a 10,000 foot view, we let them, but you know, we'll, we'll accommodate what they want to know. Yep. Which will help ease their guys. I mean, a lot of, a lot of our colleagues are like, why do you? Yeah, tell- people think we're too transparent. They're like, why do you tell your clients that? It's like, well, like, why not? Like, it, it's it's the reality. It's not like we're doing anything different than anybody else. We're just telling them, like, the truth. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for us, it seems to be working. I mean, we're pretty booked out, but, you know, maybe we've given I, up. I definitely understand his yeah. anxiety, though, for sure. Yeah. Keeping him on he the hook. He's going to do, like... Because he's working in people's houses, you go into one job at a time because you got to get a start and finish, right? Yeah. And then you go on to the next. Um, and I have to do one job at a time. Like, I mean, even if I brought on one more person, it's like you cannot do simultaneous projects with three people or less. Like, it's just <laughs> maybe you can, but no, in my opinion, not, it is not be happy. Not remodeling, not in the business you're in. Yeah. yeah, trust me, I've done it, and it ends with trying to backwards please people yeah because they're mad at you all the time because you're either not there the sub's not there you weren't there to check on the sub this like there's a lot of things that happen that like people see like people aren't stupid they know when you're not doing the best you could do the best you sold them on and you get called out for it and rightfully so and it's happened to me yeah and now that now that people have google and hgtv and they can look up anything online or they can see where I'm at all day long because I'm because they put that tracker on your truck. No, they, all they got to do is go on Instagram. They yeah. definitely know where Brendan is. They definitely <laughs> they know where he is. pretty sure. Like some days I go dark. Like some days I'm just like not, I just don't feel like doing it. But like some days you could pretty much follow. You could be a second behind everywhere I am. Do you think all that's day. A, that one guy that keeps showing up on the jobs with the truck and just like finds us. Oh, you mean the dude in the black F-150? Yeah. It's like, boom, he's here again. Dude, son of a bitch, dude. Found us. He doesn't get out of his truck, though. He knows better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's that? Uh, uh, this is a metaphorical guy. Metaphorical guy. It's metaphorical. Well, some days it's black. Some days it's red. Some days it's just Chevy. Gotcha. But there's always dudes like dude, a guy showed up here at the office the other day. Mind you, all the doors are locked except for one door which is the door I came in and, and I come in to just like do a couple things real quick. All the lights are off in the whole place. These two, like two guys that work for our sub just like show up and they're like, what is John? <laughs> and I'm like, I heard two, two big, ro- and John's on the speakerphone. And I was like, John, hold on. Like, I was like, John, don't open. I was like thinking to myself, don't open your mouth. And I was like, excuse me. And these two big Russian guys or whatever nationally very thick, you know, Eastern European <laughs> accent. Where is John? And I was like, I'm not John, but boy, like you better. You just, the door is locked. How the hell did you? Like, immediately came at him hot, and John's laughing in the background. Yeah. He's like, Yo, I'm about 10, 15 minutes late. They're looking for a check. Uh, and I'm like, It's nine, nine fifteen. John's like, I told him ten fifteen, and he's like, We will in truck. 
We, we, were, <laughs> and I was, we ate the drums. They and then I left, and they just were sitting, on the, sitting out on the side. I was like, did you know these guys just showed up here? Or like, so it was some, like I'm, I used to be a doors open guy, and John would always keep the doors locked. And you'd be like, dude, it's, not, it's off hours. Like, if somebody just walks in here right now, like, are you going to want to talk to anybody? I'm like, well, yeah. Some days you just don't want to talk to anybody. Right? And, like, now I'm, door, I'm like, John, the door's unlocked. you got to lock it. <laughs> Could be, could be the siding company could sneak up on us at any time. Boo, <laughs> boo! I'm here for Jonathan. <laughs> That's a very good Russian accent. That is good. And it was like warm outside, but he was wearing a winter coat, so instantly suspect. I'm like, what do you got under there, buddy? Tracksuit. Yeah, right. He knew not the mess, dude. I had my golf balls out on the floor. He he knew there was a club nearby. <laughs> I like how he's telling this story and he automatically put the samurai sword. Yeah, in his I, just, hand. I just like pick just up the like, samurai his sword. His body language, if someone was ripping it, was like, looking at me like, man, you're really tense right now. But I'm sitting here like this and I'm just like, I think he used the words like, yo, buddy, why are you rolling up on me? Oh, yeah. I don't remember what I said, yeah. but I def I probably hit him with uh, the heat. Yeah. I didn't stand up out of my chair because I knew where we stood. Nah, I mean, I'm just fucking. That, that's the beautiful He would have crushed me like a bug. This dude was. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he huge, was big. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> No, we, I mean, yeah, we deal with all sorts of people, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but like, would you like? Are you picking the bathrooms, or is the world giving you the bathrooms? I think now the world is just giving them to me, um, mm. and uh, they're just you know, you, you do one bathroom, and ten more leads come in for bathrooms. You know what you should do? Just fuck one of them up real bad. <laughs> you won't have to do bathrooms anymore. <laughs> Honestly, the anxiety about the bathroom I'm doing now is that I will. So it's like that's why. What's I, your biggest concern on it? Like, no, it's just there's a lot of like I, I gotta like miter some quartz, and I gotta do like all these mitered, you know, tiles for the niche, and so some hard cuts. Yeah, there's just and I'm just not looking. People forward don't understand to it. The, the complexity of niches. Yeah, you can, man. You do you can do them, and they look so terrible. Why does this niche cost so much? Oh, and it's like niche you, it's like, going to take three these days. These tiles aren't designed to be mitered. Yeah, and then you want to put a sluder strip in there, and it doesn't match, and it looks thick. It's like, well, what do you want me to do with your niche, right? You don't oh. even like. I can smell you from here. You don't even use so. What if we? <laughs> what are you using that niche for? Niche. What if we pre-made niches in a factory? With the tile already done from the tile they selected and just deliver it on site. Well, when we open up Brendan's new venture, the Moravian Tile Works and Doyle's <laughs> We can do that. <laughs> we can Boom. do that. We'll be First able to make product. A, yeah, we're going to make. <laughs> 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 would you ever do like an H, if like, say I was an HGTV person would, and like approached you and be like, I really love you, Brendan. Would you love to have a prime time slot on Saturdays? Would you do a TV show? So it's interesting you say that because when, I first started my social media page. Um, they just kind of came out of the woodwork. They were looking for, they were just grasping, you know. For they got a couple, couple of people in Philly, I know. What year was yeah. this? Uh, 2016, 2017, yeah. I think. They uh, grabbed a couple of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what, what was the, the one guy was the Stone Stonehouse Revival was local to here, wasn't it? Yeah, John. That's, that's the only one I Yeah, knew. yeah. Actually, I just uh, saw got, a phone call got, with him the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, got no, a no, designer. No. They got one designer mm, in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, they got a couple. Um, but basically, they're looking for the right person to do the role. Um, Tiny bathrooms, not good for a camera crew. <laughs> not good for camera crew, exactly. <laughs> pull pull uh, the homeowner to the side like you're interviewing the homeowner. Really, Andrew just wants to get a production company, wear headphones with a boom, and like film you. And then 
Dude, I've just been, my entire life, I've just wanted to be the boom guy. Just hold the, the microphone guy. be like, I got to get that audio quality just right. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, man, you're halfway there with this setup. <laughs> Damn He's it. ready. Damn Damn it. It. I'm busted. Just, I'm like, I got to just Brendan's. No, what do you do? His boom just right. What do you do for like camera work and all that? Do you just rely on the? The iPhone, or do you? Go I do, with, yeah, just okay. the iPhone. I did buy a uh, a nice uh, DSLR camera, but um, one you know for for taking pictures of like the finals, the finals, finals and stuff. Yeah. But like before, like that stuff, I did kind of have like a little interest in just you know, I won't say photography, you know, like that eye thing, the media thing, just kind of like having a nice camera. I you know, so um, I got a Nikon like a D seven. Uh, whatever it is it's a decent one i paid like a grand for it so it was it was decent um so should i hire somebody though because i don't have all of the uh you know like a photographer to like take the end product or shots probably because i need to buy like five more lenses for me to yeah i think you know i think uh, it's the process along the way that's more interesting yeah, I, I don't think, and be, like, I have done a couple of those final shots, like, the with the camera, and, like, they look really nice. I'm like, wow, that, like, looks way better than the iPhone photo. I should do this more often. And I'm like, oh, that takes time. Um, You're already moving on to the kitchen. Uh, yeah, I'm already moving on. Can't Dude, I, mean, them, I made can't a su- call them and be like, I'm going to be delayed two more days. I got to take photos. I made a suggestion yeah. to Brendan a long time ago. I don't know if he remembers it, but I was like, would you ever think about hiring someone to do your social media, not like a company to do it, but like there are kids out there like in between high school and college that Brendan could probably pay $10 an hour, $12 an hour to just follow them with a gimbal and just be like, Hey, you stand here and hit record and talk to me. And then like, just like, just like, so he doesn't have to hold the camera so he can work all day. Just be like, never take the camera off of my hands. All day. If I'm talking, you're recording, and just like completely. I feel take like I need a lot of like backup hard drives for that. It'd be a lot of a lot yeah, of. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have the the quiet Brandon whisper when like the, the, the baby's sleeping in the house. He's whispering, <laughs> and you can clearly tell he's whispering. It's like someone's told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> or or when the client got home and you're like, oh man, it's seven thirty and they're eating know, dinner, I'm and I'm trying to do a story. I message him one time. I'm like, Brandon. Did you break into that house and start renovating a bathroom? Because you're acting like you're hiding from somebody. <laughs> he's behind the tarp. He's got his build clean. He's just like. No, it was almost like he's like, oh, it's hour 23. <laughs> they haven't found me yet. I've got, I've got, the, I've got the weedy board up. We're going to start caulking. Shh. <laughs> I'm like, are you. Like did you get, did they got anything nice in the house? Like I what are you, you doing? Go back and and put together like your highlight stories. It's just there's a there's a bunch of funny moments. Like I try to watch. Like it depends on when you're busy or not. When you were ripping on the drywall guys that did the drywall in your own basement. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're smashing the drywall with the back of the the razor knife. That had to be t- that was that was a very. <laughs> uh, you're like this is my own house. <laughs> This is what happens. He's just smashing <laughs> the drywall, and the next day he's like, uh, they said they had to come back for one more touch-up. <laughs> and he came back three times, and it still was just kind of like whatever. But it's all good. I mean, that's just – now this guy, he's – this guy's trying to run a business. He's got subs. He's got – you know, he's running multiple jobs. And who knows? Maybe he's making good money, you know, and like what's – you know, it is what it is. And he's like – I think it's all relative. But he did – you know, here's, here's the interesting part. He – 
when I first met him, he got like a bad review from somebody and he was telling me about like his whole project and, right. and like right there, it kind of like raised some red flags to me. And I was like, well, I need this guy cause I've got a basement with like 80 sheets of drywall and I have nobody. So, um, clearly I'm going with you. Um, when I say when I first met him, this basement was like three projects before my own basement. Um, and, uh, he was just kind of like, yeah, like they were, you know, complaining about something and whatever. And then she wrote me a bad review on Google. And, um, so from there I was kind of like, all right, whatever, man. Like he finished the job for me. I gave him a, a review on Google, like a good one. Cause he did a good job. He really did a good job. Like, but he used a sub, like a, a subcontractor crew. Um, and then like come, you know, come my basement, everything just kind of like went to crap. And, uh, I was like, dude, like this is what, like, this is exactly what happened on your last one. Like where you did, you rushed through it or like you did a bad job and they gave you a bad review. And now like, don't you feel like you would want to kind of like upkeep that, you know, you would want to like move forward from there. But like, he didn't even step on my job site once it was just like his guy. And yeah, what did you call him? Hmm. Drywall gypsies? No, you, you the the business owner that has like three businesses that yeah the scale boss yeah the scale, scale boss yeah you're scale, scale boss, boss. And he doesn't scale. sound like a scale boss he's scale bossing you he he's got like ten drywall jobs ten different crews he's scale bossing no that's drywall gypsy shit that's not scale boss yeah I don't know drywall drywall gypsy game. they always have like they've got like the finishers and then the drywall crew and then as you grow up in drywall companies you may have two drywall crews. One finishing crew or three crew, like you have touch up, like and like the touch up guy usually is a W two employee who actually works for the company, and everybody else is subcontractors for your subcontractor. So yeah. like you, I mean at least we do. We hire the sub and then we specify which sub they use. Yeah. So the touch up guy was the guy that did my basement, but yes, they had subcontractors, and then the W two guy was his touch up guy, and the touch up guy did my basement. They're like, oh yeah, we've got these seven projects, and each one of them are eight hundred sheets. Touch up guy, go do the eighty sheets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. an it average happens. home that we do is probably four hundred sheets of drywall. Yeah, it's definitely an it's interesting business, but we can get into that. But we don't really want to. Yeah, I mean, you could do, you could do a lot, Brendan. You're an intelligent guy. You don't have to do just bathrooms. I know. So, I would you do like if <laughs> someone is? Would you do like a sunroom? Would you do a base like a full yeah, basement I, I'm, again? I'm, I've got leads over the uh, the course of you know Corona quarantine. Um, Are you hiring for, anybody? I'm looking. I, if anyone is out there that is looking for a job, he's hiring, hiring at least seven people. So you gotten? Have you gotten jobs where like people are like, "Dude, we got to expand our house. We're stuck in this little like we need more room." I got one that's like a living room kitchen um, addition expansion. I was like, "Perfect, oh, kind of yeah. cool. Do yeah. that." Um, sent them an email. Waiting here back. Um, you know, a couple bathrooms here and there. A couple like miscellaneous like bathroom kitchen. I mean, bathrooms are just. They're like two, three, four to one. So how do clients contact, like how, what is your point of contact that's most prevalent? Do you get them DMs? Do you get phone calls? Do you get emails? Like usually through my website, through the contact form. Okay. Yeah. Usually they'll Google, go to the website, contact form, I'll get the email. Um, Do you send people, like if somebody calls you up, do you send them to the contact form anyway? I do. Don't I used to, um, but I'll usually walk them through it and then I'll try to like, usually if I get a call, uh, it's rare that I'll get a call and I'll pick it up. 
and say, and they're like, kind of catch me off guard. Hey, I'm looking for a remodeling job. Usually I let it go to voicemail so I can call them back, like be prepared on to, your time, right? On my time to speak to them. And um, then, you know, from there, I will kind of do the whole email process, but just kind of over the phone. So, hey, what are you looking to do? You know, and if they like have no idea, I'm like, how about you think about it? I'll shoot you my email address, send me some photos, whatever. We'll go from there. Um, but if they're talking about something that I can usually ballpark over the phone or via email, like we'll we have, have a, a set of plans. We're ready to go on this kind of thing. Exactly. Or like if they're doing, you know, a standard kitchen, a standard bathroom, I can, I can start talking ballpark numbers. But then I usually tell them like, hey, listen, like you got to understand if you're looking to go outside of this scope, like it can significantly change. Um, and I think that's the hardest thing that people gr- for them to grasp is, um, Hey, listen, like this hallway bathroom is going to start at 25 grand, but by the way, like you can spend 50, 60, 70 grand. And you're like, how is that even possible? It's like you can. So it's like, these bathrooms into too many bathrooms. Um, but it, you know, that aspect of it, I try not to like dive too deep in cause it can really like kind of go over people's heads within like a 10 minute phone call. But I also want them to be prepared that, you know, hey, listen, you can spend this money because, like, if you're serious and you want to do X, Y, and Z, like, let's, we're not talking 20, 25 grand anymore. We're talking a lot more money. So, like, do you have, you know, the budget to do it? And do you think, do you think that, like, all these advanced PPE and all these requirements for, you know, Corona Nation that we live in now, like everything changed very quickly and will probably change a lot. Do you think that'll affect your prices this year? Like for things that you bid in the future, do you think you'll factor in any of that? I think uncertainty uh, or costs a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about like, what am I going to do for latex gloves? Come when I go back to work for tile work. I mean, I'm going to have to like, you know, use the same pair, like not like worried, but I'm like, it's something to be like (laughs) first world problems. Yeah. (laughs) Something to be like, you know, kind of just, yeah, more, you're not going to home Depot buying three boxes of them. anymore. Do you you think you're going to run into like, because what I'm thinking about, like we don't really see our clients too much. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they live far away before they move in. It varies. But like, do you think you're going to have to start like differentiating yourself in a way because of the effects from Corona? Like, would you have to like, cause like some businesses are like, Hey, we're, we're doing, we won't touch your pizza and it comes out of our 800 degree oven and then it gets delivered to your house. No germs. Like, do you think you'll have to say anything like that? Um, pertaining to your business, of course, not Pete. If you're selling pe- germ free <laughs> pizzas, we got a problem. Uh, I, I don't, I won't say no, but I don't think so mm. because like I already have one client who's like, yeah, man, if you got a waiver, like you would be in my house finishing the project now. Whereas like the the client that I had that I'm currently working for, they're like, you know, no, we don't want you in house. And then I got people that are like emailing me now that are saying like, hey, like let's come do an in-person walkthrough. Like Corona isn't even going on. Mm. So case by case. I think it's going to be a case by case. I think that it potentially could affect me. Um but I don't think there's going to be, I mean, right now it is, it, it has not directly affected me, but there's the potential that it could. Mm. Mm. So, mm. Yeah. There's a, there's a, 
you know, what do you do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, you already you already do like the build queen system. You already have rubber gloves on because that's like the nature of the business. Like you're working by yourself. Like you're. I mean, yeah, most, I mean your exposure is pretty low. Like yeah. Now that everyone's cutting out the the other stuff, like even now, you're contacting two, three people a day, maybe one, and then those people are limiting their contact. We are. It's really hard to plan future business because we we're coming out of. A lockdown, and we're allowed to go back to work, but shortage of information. There's a shortage of information. I just wish the government or whoever knows the info, because somebody probably does, would just be like, "Hey, look, here it is. Here's the facts. Plan your business." But it's would really you believe them now? At this point, would you no, believe probably them? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I think it's up to you. Honestly, yeah. I think we are. I mean, like you said, like you know, yes, the market dropped, but you know, it's at what twenty four. That I mean, it's it's dropped significantly, but like it's not like it's at like. 15th that like where i feel like it's gonna you know it's kind of it people might start feeling the effects down the road and like we're we don't like so short-sighted right now so are you opt right now you're feeling optimistic but you might feel like that might be foolish optimism potentially yeah i mean with if i can keep the current clients on the hook for these next projects like it'll last me for a while but like is that are we going to see any of these effects you Who know, knows what'll six, happen? 12 months down the road yeah. to where any new clients that may s- feel like they're not affected by this whole thing all of a sudden are, you know, like you said, their their bank account drain or there's, you know, the money they were going to use to do their, you know, kitchen or whatever renovation. Yeah, yeah and I don't know if the stock going. market's a good judge of like Main Street USA. Yeah. Because right? like today, after hours watching, just flipping through social media, someone made a, uh, a bet on Amazon's earnings that came out today, and the earnings were up. 30, their growth was thirty three percent, and it was their growth was thirty three percent. Retail shrunk what thirty percent? Right. So Amazon stole thirty percent of retail and then price, gained three percent. But their stock price still plummet. That's right? what that math is. But yeah. like, but their stock price is plummet. So like, the publicly traded companies I think are more isolated in the short term than the Main Street USA. That's not on a stock ticker. I think there's a huge disconnect, but time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how that works itself out. Yeah. I guess what, but like that's that that retail, you know, clothier that that has a suit shop in Doylestown or wherever we're from. Ventresca's, yeah. I wasn't thinking them. I was thinking like the Holly Place or like any of those mm. places. Like even yeah, Ventresca's like suits. Like they're not selling suits. Like they're selling some stuff online, but like, <laughs> nobody's going to suit. Nobody's events. going to a suit event. Yeah. So like, how does that particular market? How does the wedding, like the guy right you here. Know, you know what we do for Ventresco's? We implement a suit and tie policy in the fucking office. And we buy suits. Side. Yeah, everybody has to wear suits and ties and we'll keep Ventresco's like open. Our, one of our favorite places to eat here in Buckingham is Just Foods. That's how you create policy right there. I would be an excellent politician. You would be. You, you know be. how you save all the clothing stores? You mandatory, mandatory clothes. Yep. So like Just Foods has said like they lost a lot of their wedding business now they're already booked for the rest of the year. They can't double book because they won't be able to handle the volume. So but just, he said that earlier when we were talking yeah. about the dude hiring. You can't try and get that week, those weeks you back. You don't get the weeks back. So, like, we don't know what all that's going to do to the economy. I think anybody that's trying to guess is just has their own self-interest in their guess. Okay. Yeah, so going back to, like, my original question, now that we've, like... I have no idea what that was. Like, we've opened the capsule up. Say we lose thirty to forty percent, like the retail industry, of potential clients that would be existing in 
our industry, like different different companies, but same industry, 30%, 40% shrinkage. What What is there for like me and you to do or for you to do to differentiate ourselves so that like we don't see in our own businesses 30, 40%. That 30, 40% is pushed off of you onto the back of the next guy yeah. who was botching basement drywall jobs. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because you were operating at a premier level before all of that, maybe maybe you're like, all right, I lost a few jobs this year. I didn't, I, I was shooting for a million in sales. I don't know what it is, but say we're round numbers, million in sales, you know, we hit 700. You know, we, we made good money. We put some money away. We're still kind of investing in the future, but, you know, things are could be worse. Yeah. And then there's the other guy who's like, damn, we were trying to do a million dollars this year. We lost 70% of our business. Like everybody yeah. canceled on us. Cause like, is it like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do as Brendan to differentiate yourself? Are you just going to keep doing what you're doing and hoping it works? Or are you going to like maybe add a little extra something like you're using the HEPA filter? Maybe you talk about that more. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I haven't really had to talk about that kind of stuff anymore because it's kind of been the beat it into I've the ground kind of really kind of beating that that horse um but yeah maybe i do need to start doing that more um but i've always i've always said like i feel like we've had such a bull like run for such a long time and everyone and their mom has just been kind of getting into construction like everybody does like and and everyone is doing so well that they can afford to do all these projects. And so many more people are doing projects that there aren't enough contractors to do these projects for them. So everyone's kind of just jumping in and just getting stuff done. So yeah. maybe now like the people that still can afford to get them done are going to be a little bit more cautious in who they hire potentially. Well, I think I, it's, I think I, it's a good thing for, I'm actually a, a shake up in the economy. I think it would be good for, a lot of companies. Right? I think it'll yeah. be. I it'll honestly be good for us. It'll be good for you. It may not be good for you know the. It's good if you make it good. It's life. good if you make it good. That's perfect. So that's like a good. I mean, yeah. it can suck. It can suck. Like, don't don't be wrong. That's a very Boris Gump type thing to say. It could, it could be good if you make it good. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's move along now. Um, but with that being said, like those of us who have been operating at like, I don't want to say elite level because like that can change day to day on um, how you feel, but like trying to yeah. be elitists, we're trying to be the best. Yeah. Your, your attitude and your mindset is not going to, to waver drastically, you know, like you have a certain set of goals and morals and how you conduct your business. And like, and that is generally going to stay true. Yes. It might, you know, you might have a bad day here and there, but I feel like those people are going to weather hopefully better than you know the people that are just kind of like the fly by nights that mm. are just kind of like hey there's a ton of work out no there no budget yeah no nothing pain as they go exactly kind of guys right like, yeah we know, we all know those guys so would you <laughs> I don't I don't wish any bad luck to anybody right like no I try and help those guys out everybody's because everybody's trying to make a living they are and there are guys that are going to struggle and maybe there's a way that you know Together. Hopefully they're listening though. Hopefully and that's why working. I'm asking yeah. these questions because like if you haven't been doing these things already to make yourself successful, yeah, if you weren't doing it before, why would you try, try copying someone that is honestly successful? Like, and it's not always financially. Brendan is successful at like getting clients, selling the clients, 
delivering a product and then getting repeat clients. So his system creates success. So if you are having trouble in your system, take a step back and like really look at what you're doing. Is like every every job you you finish, you're stressful to collect that last check. Like you take it and you like kind of like point your head away from the client, like and you take it and you're like, oh man, I don't deserve this last check. Like I definitely botched this job up in a lot of different ways, but like I need this money and they know I need money. I got bills to pay. Like yeah. sorry. Thanks. Like yeah. change what you're doing, replicate the successful actions of somebody else is that's what I'm trying to like. Yeah, it's a good lesson. For no, sure. that, that's a good way to, I mean, that's I think a good illustration of how you just said it. Cause a lot that's, it does happen a lot. And a lot of clients sticks with them. It, it sticks with them and they have this bad just taste in their mouth. Um, because in, and honestly, like if, if I look down and I'm always, I DM the little guy a lot. And the reason I do that, or the reason we have the beer and wood party is because in my dumb mind, if I make everybody beneath me perceivably in business, I make everyone beneath me. If I make them all better, <laughs> I put on the Bane voice. You are not as good. <laughs> I was born in the mess. No, but like, what seriously, we learned, we've learned that you're pretty good in impressions. Russian. That, that's funny because Bane, if my brother Bane. was here, he would laugh in your face and be like, dude, he's only got one voice. For the longest time, I do like every time I'd be like, my mom, the librarian, the like the dude in Center City at Seven Eleven, they all sound the same. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if like you lift all those people that are either just starting out, maybe they don't care about their craft as much beneath you, not necessarily in a derogatory sense, but if you lift them up, yeah, you make them better, they're gonna push the industry standards back up. And then, I like, the, the demand's going to get better. Everybody's better. And then you can charge more because you're, you know, a little bit ahead of the game. Eventually, you'll get past. Like, if you stay ahead of everybody, but, like, you bring them up behind you, it's no threat. And I think in our business, a lot of it is, like, I don't want to hire that employee because he's going to leave or and start his own business and I'm going to have to compete with him. Or I don't want to, like... Yeah, I, I have to show that, that I'm means, perfect on Instagram all the time because yeah, that, if anybody found out I made a mistake, my business would be over. And that's not the case. If, if you if you if you have an employee and you teach them and they go on leaving and they be, end up competing with you, one kudos to them and one shame on you for not progressing your business beyond that. Right. That just made me think of something. Nuh-uh. Brendan pertaining. Do you know who Brendan almost hired? Oh, yes. Do you know who our best our our number one. I lost that fish. Got off the hook. Our our number one is mm, no. Jose Santiago. Jose. I interviewed uh. Jose. Passed him to Brendan because I wasn't ready to hire him. I was like three or four weeks ready. Right. And I was like, Hey, Jose, you know, might want to work for Brendan. Like, I knew that Jose was trying to just learn the business, and I was like, Brendan would be a good guy to teach him how to be a carpenter a tile like yeah, so you then fucked, you fucked up that one we got a good well guy i wasn't there. ready I hired, to quite hire yet either Ooh, i hired yeah, him like kind of and then the following week brendan tried to i was him. he was like hey here's a guy you know because i was talking back and forth like oh, hey man. like i'm looking to hire somebody like and it was kind of like a plus or minus month thing here and there like it wasn't like a hey i need somebody now um and i was like kind of going through my options and it was more than likely i'd like to hire somebody like and get them ready to start the next job not like coming yeah. at the tail end. I mean, but it makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, and that's kind of like, I think what happened. See, situation. I did the opposite. I started them in the middle of the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like them to have like, okay, here is prep set up. Here is. We have different, like, we have a little bit different. Do, do, you do, have do, a, pr do. you have a real, real 
strict process that like generates your efficiency and your quality, which I very much respect, but we do like, we do a, a wider variety of scope or like manage scopes or like have subcontractors. Yeah. And know. honest to God, Jose was probably right. As of today, he's the best person I've ever hired in terms of like person. Yeah. yeah I, quality I of human. That one up. Yeah. We had a meeting with him earlier, and he's Jose, just like, "If you need a job, <laughs> Jose, Jose, you're not you're not allowed to go work. We'll cut that out. We'll cut this out. No, but yeah, we had like we had a meeting with him earlier, and he's like, and it's and it's gotten to the point now where we're like we've developed our relationships all together. We're like Jose calls us out. Jose's on top of his own. Like he's his own little like he just like he makes us better. Like he just like. He sees things that we don't see. He's places when we're not there. Like, yeah. he's just, it's just, like, really nice. This is the first time or second time that I've ever had anybody working for me where I'm truly, like, I make sure I contact him because I know there is something that he knows from that day that I need to know. There's always something. He's always picked up something. Either it's very granular or large. Like, yeah. there's always something, a piece of information that he, like, I'm, like, every time. He's, like, a little tidbit. Here you go. So, I mean, that's the unicorn, man. That's who I'm looking for. Yeah, I hope that we can, if if we can re replicate our relationship even, like, to the umph degree with him, we know what we're doing in terms of, like, growing employees. If we can't grow another, if we can't create another relationship like that, then, like, we have no business being leaders. But, like, I've, it's really, like, I think Jose was, like, the right timing. We found him. It was the right amount of me putting it out there that we needed help. It, like, it all just kind of came together really nicely. So, yeah. sucks for you. It does. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. He's all right. So, you, so tell, tell everyone, you know, again, where they can find you, your website, just how they can, as we, rep, you know. Yeah. Johnny's a wrap up. He's got to pee. I got to pee, too. Oh, I got to pee, too. Yeah. Um. You can find me at uh, at the Keystone Carpenter on Instagram, um, KeystoneHomeRemodeling.com. I do have a Facebook page, Keystone Home Remodeling. Um, What's your cell phone number? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's on my website. <laughs> you got to put in some effort there. Yeah, so we do. Like, I really appreciate you. I know I was working you for a few weeks throughout the virus. I was like, Brendan, you're home. I know you're free. Oh, yeah. You're not because I know how hard you work. So I really do appreciate because I knew, like, honest to God, like, I don't think that it would have been really hard for us to connect if it wasn't for the virus. And it would have been a, a good enough conversation. Like, you know, we had breakfast one time and you're very busy and now you're like a little more relaxed and. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. I think. I think you know another bout of Corona, and uh, I'm just kidding. That's Corona. Right. Corona twenty could really make you like. You can open up like a beach bar. <laughs> Get any more relaxed, dude. Watch out, dude. The threats from Corona twenty twenty. So this was Brendan O'Sullivan with an apostrophe. He is the Keystone Carpenter on Instagram at the Keystone Carpenter. Uh, we are Jonathan and Andrew, the After Five Podcast. You can find us um, on Instagram. Um, after five life and then our website of course uh, after five podcast.com thanks for listening thanks guys